Well, <laughs> my first work crush really happened on my very first day <laughs> of working ever. Welcome to another episode of the Just Another Crush podcast, a podcast where we talk about our crushes. I'm so excited for today's guest. I say that every week, but I'm also like really <laughs> excited for today's guest. Um, we uh, actually both made our New York theater debuts together around uh, February of 2020 before the world shut down. So I would like to say that it was a world-stopping performance. It should have been hailed by all all critics. Everyone should have seen it. I'm so sorry you missed your chance. And really, the what you missed was this like stellar performer. She's so smart. She's so funny. She's a beautiful and wonderful and just like talented dancer. And I'm so so honored that she's here with me today. Um, Emma, welcome to the pod. Thank you. Wow, that was like the nicest introduction ever. Thank you so much. <laughs> I truly, um, we were texting about this a couple of days ago because we hit the like anniversary of uh, the show and I was like, oh my God, I miss spending time with her. And then I was like, maybe she'd want to do this thing with me. And then you said yes. So here we are. The Ensemble Women Come Together Again, one year anniversary edition. Yes, my my the, our landmark walls is woman one and woman two. <laughs> woman one and woman two. Oh my god, iconic, iconic. Um, so Emma, do you want to tell the people how we know each other? Yeah, well, you were in Guys and Dolls, right? I was not. Actually. We're not okay, because I was like, if you were, we weren't in the same cast, and I know that. Um, well, so Imani and I both are members of the Afterwork theater community. Um, Imani much more involved than I have ever been, which I've always respected. Um, but we were both in Pippin. Were you? You were in the other cast of Pippin. Yeah. You were in my cast of Pippin. I my memory doesn't work anymore. <laughs> I was in I was in the other cast and I remember thinking it was really sad because we learned one of the numbers together and it was so fun to learn it with you and then they were like okay now do it with your own cast and I was like right I remember me like us like officially meeting at launch day and being like oh we like I've heard of this person before but I don't really know her and I know like she's one of like the regulars here and that she's like in with all the cool people and I just like wanted to know you um and so I we feel like finally actually met and then we weren't cast in the same cast. So our rehearsals basically never overlapped and we still didn't really get to know each other. That's fine. But then Aya, then Aya cast us in First Date, the musical. Um, and we finally got to spend time together. It was magical. Oh my God. I, I had maybe the best time I've ever had doing a show, doing that show. Because we just 
we had so much creative freedom. We got to like make up silly choreography and just like make crazy weird choices and like buy wedding rings together. And <laughs> wow, it was just fun. It was flat out fun. It was flat out fun for a show that like I there are a lot of shows that like resonate with me like but that show mm. really hit different like for some <laughs> reason I don't know what it was but I remember like going through that show and being like oh my god I have felt everything I've ever felt about dating in this show. That and then some uh as a Jewish person with the show technically being about the main character dating someone outside the faith for the first time is like an experience I've been haunted by my whole life that was just a no-no it's interesting so that was fun to think about (laughs) (laughs) so uh Emma what crush are we talking about today oh my gosh I didn't decide if I wanted to make this person anonymous I guess at this point, it was so public that I'm just like, whatever, we can just use their real name. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so today we're talking about Mark, who, oh, there's a dog barking outside. I don't know if you can hear that. <laughs> I. It sounded like a chair moving, not like a dog barking. Yeah, I live on the ground floor, so mm. um, I hear literally everything. Um, busy street (laughs) so yeah so mark mark with a k (laughs) okay you want to google him (laughs) mark Wahlberg. yes no um (laughs) so mark and i worked together at my last job Mm. and i don't know how much you want me to get into it at this moment but Let's just say like it was really drawn out and it did not end well. Mm. I'm excited that you're talking about a work crush because I am notorious <laughs> for liking coworkers. Same, 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 same. And I thought I was being so slick about it, like secretive and like slacking them on the side and like making sure it was a small window so no one could see. I, I had no chill. I was not secretive. I was not private. I was not a sleuth. I was obvious and embarrassing. But I was like, you know, I think my first my first work crush, well, <laughs> my first work crush really happened on my very first day <laughs> of working ever. <laughs> oh, man, I didn't even think about that. There was one really bad work crush where I – he was like openly flirting with me and um I realized later that he had a girlfriend and he was just messing with me and that made me really sad oh my god that is so horrible yeah he also like he was an intern and he like randomly left halfway through his internship and uh I don't know what that was about but anyway I was I think I was the only one that was like really really sad that he was leaving could you imagine being the person who actually worked at that workplace being like, thank God, this flaky person <laughs> is gone. <laughs> I'm not sure. Wait, I'd- can you tell me, tell me about maybe your favorite work crush or your first work crush or the worst work crush? Oh, okay. Or all of them. <laughs> um, 
I'll tell you about like the first one. Um, I'll tell you about the first one. So my first like paid job with a W-2, like I used to babysit all the time, but like my first job with a W-2 that like taxes got deducted from was as a lifeguard at the neighborhood pool. And like I had taken swim lessons there and like grown up there and like also was on the swim team. And then like at some point I was like, screw this. I'm over water. I don't want to be involved with anything in this community. I'm going to go like hole up in my house and never talk to anybody again. I turn 15, you can be a lifeguard. And I'm like, I need to make some money. <laughs> like girls got to get some cash. Obviously, um, I've been a hard worker my entire life. If this is where I was at at 15, I had no other priorities but to get a job. <laughs> Just like, it's so embarrassing. Um, so then I go through lifeguard training and I show up on our first day of like orientation. It's like a month before the pool actually opens. And I walk in and I'm like, who are these teenage boys that were not on the swim team when I was growing up that I've never seen before? Like, where did these other lifeguards come from? And there was this one. It's also very much so known that I had a crush on him. Like I was, for lack of a better word, harassed about it by everybody. <laughs> like harassed. And I just remember the first time like meeting him, I like sat near, like it was like the benches under our like pool shed and he was sitting at one end of the table and I was sitting like on the other table, but like in the same spot-ish. And I just remember like looking up into his eyes and they were like big and blue and like piercing. And I was like, I'm going to marry this man. Like a swimming pool. <laughs> yes, actually. <laughs> I hate that, but like, yes, it's like, <laughs> like big, beautiful eyes. And I just remember being like, that's it. I'm, I'm a goner. Had a huge crush on him. It caused one of the only fights if not the only fight that i've had with one of my like best friends from high school her name's katie hey katie <laughs> hopefully you listen to this what's up katie we we, we got in a fight about it because like i had a really big crush on him but like it was very clear that he, he didn't have a crush on me and i just kind of like fun fact about this crush like truly manifested like us like kissing for the first time and like making out for the first time because like truly there was no reason for this person to be interested in me ever and so hey no don't discount yourself like that there was legitimately no reason for it so like i it went on for years like <laughs> he lived in my neighborhood so i would like walk by his house with our dogs just like see if he was home you know and then like one time i like came home from college um like after freshman year I hadn't seen him in however long and he like texted me like three o'clock in the morning and he was like hey do you want to like come get high and drink and I was like mm-hmm I was asleep and somehow got this text message and thought it was a good idea and so like met up with him at like the park where which was like near the pool and we like and like got drunk and got a little high and like made out for the first time but like then we never talked to each other ever again. So it was perfect. It was a beautiful relationship. Sick. Sick. Awesome. Yeah. Love to hear it. Yeah. That was my first and probably like worst work crush, I would say. Yeah. I'm impressed that 
something actually like came of it in the real world. Like, I think most of my work crushes have just been like, if anything in my head and then like some light flirtation, but I've never actually, well, we'll get to that, but. (laughs) (laughs) No, let's get into it now. Tell me, tell me what was it about? Let's start with this. Like, what was it about Mark where you were like, I got a crush on this one. I like this one. Um, so I think the initial attraction, he just fit very well into my like type, which is um, tall-ish kind of lanky Jewish boys. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So it was that, but we, the first time I remember actually like speaking to him was in the kitchen it was Passover and someone had brought in chocolate covered matzah and left it in the kitchen for like anyone that was observing Passover and he and I had both gone in at the same time and we grabbed some of the chocolate covered matzah and we were just like oh this is the best and he was like yeah it is the best and like that was probably it (laughs) and I was just like (gasps) yes this uh-huh uh-huh yes yep and then like any opportunity I had to like pass his desk or like run into him in the hallway or like see if he was in the kitchen I was just like all over it all the time um and I was very private about it at first I don't think I told anyone but then remember HQ trivia (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah (laughs) I don't know if this happened in your office, uh, but at my office, when HQ Trivia started to become a thing, uh, people would gather in the kitchen at three o'clock every day and play. And it started becoming like a group thing. And and there were certain people we really relied on to to know the answers because there's just some people who just know general trivia or like specialized in a certain category, whatever. Yeah. And we just like, we ate it up and it was like, you lived for three o'clock every day and it just made work more exciting. And it was like a nice, like 15 minute break Mm -hmm. that, you know, in a culture where we're not necessarily encouraged to take breaks. It was like, okay, this is my mandatory break every day, three o'clock for 15 minutes. Awesome. Uh, And he was one of the people that both attended daily and was just really, really smart and really, really good at trivia. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I don't know, for me, when someone is smarter than I am, it's so attractive to me. And he was always right. And it was just, it was kind of annoying, but also great. Um, And yeah, that's kind of, kind of where the crush got out of hand. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, which begs the question what happened so hq trivia became like we were like a crew of people and it became like let's go to trivia outside of work Mm -hmm. or let's go hang out together after work and there'd be like a crew of like six to eight people that would come and i was like great now we have an excuse to like hang out outside of work and i had told two of my friends um i was like they might have approached me and been like what's going on between you two or I might have approached them and been like guys I don't know what to do like I think I want to ask him out but like 
we're coworkers and that's like kind of frowned upon. Uh, and I don't, I don't, I just don't know if it's a good idea. Like we're not on the same team, so maybe it's fine. But also like we're, I see him every day, so maybe it's not fine. Uh, and ultimately, how did it, the order of operations, I invited him to my birthday party. Um, and he, he was like, yeah, I'll totally be there. And then there was a day where he brought me a mixtape CD. And I was just like, oh, and he brought it to my desk. And so everyone saw, and my man, I sit next to my manager at the time. And he was like, I'm not trying to get in your business, but that boy likes you. And I was just like, are you sure? Like, I don't know. What year is this? Like 2017 mixtape CDs are not really a thing by this point. No, it's definitely not. <laughs> we all have Spotify. Just make a Spotify playlist and send it to me. I was like, how did you even like make this? <laughs> like, do you own all of these songs? And like, did you have to go out and buy a pack of CDs? <laughs> and at this point we had like exchanged phone numbers and we were texting every now and then and like at night. And it was, I don't know, it felt like it was going somewhere to me. And I like, I went home and I, I had a DVD player at the time. So I like popped it in the DVD player. Uh, and my, my roommate and I sit down on the couch and we're like, am I reading too far into this? Like, was that a love song in Spanish? I am not sure. <laughs> Why was it? And then I'm like, he is Latino. Oh, got it. So okay. that clarify that's part of it that's part of it but also just like i don't know he he liked this song and he wanted me to hear it <laughs> so i'm like listening i'm listening to this playlist and i'm like oh my god he has a crush on me this is so exciting he's maybe a mixtape of like cute songs and i think i'm like texting him like this oh this song is great oh i love this song cool song thanks for that song like a moron <laughs> And then I make him a mixtape back. And my mixtape is like very clearly like love songs. Okay. <laughs> like, uh, or just like emotional, like I like you more than as a friend songs. Yeah. The only one I can really remember is Evergreen by Yeba. Oh, I've never heard I, do you want Do you want me to pull up the playlist? Because I still have it on my Spotify. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. I, it, it had one name, this, the playlist, and then I, I changed the name to A Misconstrued Mess. Oh. <laughs> um, it features songs such as You Are My Lucky Star. Like, uh, I know that song from Singing in the Rain, but this version is Sammy Davis Jr. Um, dream a little dream of me. <laughs> Pretty young thing. Um, if I could tell her from the musical Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> no one else from the musical <laughs> The Great Comet. <laughs> oh my. 
Um, a song called Faster by Matt Nathanson about making your heart beat faster. You were not playing games with this playlist. No, no. And now looking back, I'm like, when was the last time I listened to most of these songs? It's very funny. Um, but yeah, I did that. And then he came to my birthday party and he like stayed till the end and he met my siblings and they were like chatting. And I was like, oh my God, he met my siblings. Like this feels like it's headed somewhere. And then uh, we're hanging out at the company holiday party. And I'm like, would you ever wanna hang out sometime? And he was like, sure. And we met up at a bar and I ordered a non-alcoholic drink because I don't drink. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm drinking this, it was the single grossest thing I've ever drank in my life. Who drinks non-alcoholic beers? It is like drinking vomit. I, it was so bad. Mm -hmm. um, and I said something like, it's been so great, like getting to know you. And I love spending time with you or whatever. And he was just like, yeah, I really like spending time with you too. But like, really, I, I just as friends. And I was like, dude, you gave me a mixtape in front of everyone. Yeah, that's <laughs> and I like started laying out all of the signs and the clues. Um, and uh, he was just like, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I think I, I just like misread the situation. I'm really sorry. But yeah, I don't, I don't have feelings for you. And I was like, all right, well, that sucks. <laughs> Oh my god, that does suck. Thanks for, thanks for letting me know. And then we like didn't talk at all. We would like run into each other and I just like couldn't talk to him. I, oh I like look at him and want to like smile or like be nice, but I just couldn't. Couldn't get it out of me. Um, and now we're like cool. He, he's, he came to like my housewarming party and like I think he I think he came to Pippin or he he was planning to come to Pippin. I can't remember um but yeah like we're totally cool the funniest part is like to maybe like august or september of 2020 he came up on my bumble and i was just like i could swipe right to see if he had swiped on me and i was just like i'm past this swipe left i just couldn't do it i couldn't go there i mean i support that decision 110 percent. but like that i mean I have a lot of thoughts, I guess. I'll tell me, tell me all your thoughts. Well, I first I want to know, like, how do you feel about it now? Like, you guys are cool, but like, obviously, like, you were like, oh, I'm not going to swipe right on this person despite popping up on Bumble. So like some feelings there, you know? Um, I mean, look, if he like came and knocked on my door and was like, I, now that we're not coworkers or whatever the reason was, mm -hmm. uh, now that something has changed, I think I'd like to try dating you for real. I'd probably say yes. He's a really, really nice guy. Um, and he's really, really smart. And we have similar interests. And like, there's no reason to not. Um, but he'd have to be the one to make the move and like be really forthright and communicative about it. Because uh, 
I don't need to go down that rabbit hole a second time. I feel well, and I one of the like thoughts that went through my mind was like, you know what? I'm actually like, obviously it sucks for him to be like, I like hanging out with you as friends, but like, it says I think it shows a lot of strength on your part to like continue to like even have a friendship because I'm kind of like the, I'm the person that's like, oh, you don't, no, no. Like, we're, you don't like me? No. Okay, I have enough friends. I don't need you extra person. Mm -hmm. I think I'm, I'm normally like that too, though. Mm. So I don't know what was different about this instance. I think I am also the type of person you have not heard this story about me, but like, this is maybe the first time in my, no, not the first time. One of the first times that I've ever like actively pursued a person mm -hmm. and not been the one, like I was the one leading and I really like had a crush and was like, I'm going to do something about it. Yeah. I'm traditionally the kind of person that just like lets myself have a crush and nothing ever happens. Do you feel empowered in that pursuit? I mean, the fact that it ended the way it did makes me feel a little less empowered. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough, yeah, I believe in that. But no, it did, it, de it did definitely prove to me that I'm, like, it's just, I think I like made it out to be this really scary thing, like being vulnerable and being honest about your opinions to like someone you actually know. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had been friends for like a long time leading up to this. Um, so if, I guess it kind of felt easy to just like be like, okay, then like we can just like stay friends and not like take each other out to dinner and like make out. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I, I do say like, I, I'm the person that's like, oh, you don't like me? Never mind, we're not friends. And like, meanwhile, I actually like do stay in contact with people that like, mm. I've been rejected by like routinely because I think there's a maturity that sets in as an adult that like you don't necessarily have as a teenager that's like oh even if the relationship itself isn't what I want it to be I can still value a relationship with this person and that means like I there's nothing less about me and there's nothing less about this person it's just the relationship looks different than what I thought it would look like you know yeah I think there's also something to be said for like the how kind he was about all of it if he had like he didn't hurt me in any way he didn't like make me feel dumb or small or uncomfortable in any way it was very much like an honest like kind of miscommunication on misunderstanding thing there might be an element of like there was something he wasn't telling me um some of my coworkers were like maybe he's gay and I was like he told me he had had girlfriends in the past, but that doesn't mean, I don't know, maybe he's exploring his sexuality. Who knows? Yeah, um, yeah. Right. So no, I think because he was just so like graceful and kind about all of it, it made it easier to just want to stay friends. Whereas if he was like, ew, get out of my face. I'd be like, cool. I never need to speak to you again. Cause you're just not a good person. He's objectively a good person. Um, and I feel like this is not an extreme thing, but finding good good dudes in New York City can be very difficult. Very challenging. 
very challenging. Or even just people who are comfortable like saying what they're actually thinking. I think some, well, sometimes being honest can bite you in the butt. Like I went, was on a date with someone once where I told him I was a vegetarian and that I didn't drink. And he was like, is there any other baggage I need to know about? And I was just like, excuse me. Baggage? I was like, I don't see me not drinking as like a personality trait, but okay. I hope that person's gone through like multiple rounds of self-reflection and like come to the understanding that like not drinking is not a bad thing. Like it's just not. Well, I agree. It was also, he must've been so uncomfortable because he wouldn't tell me where we were meeting. He just told me to meet him on like a cross street and then walked me into the speakeasy and was like, this is our secret surprise date. And I was like, LOL, you brought me to a place where there's nothing but alcohol. Like, <laughs> you, dude. Oh man. I also would just like to say that I truly do not care what other people do. Yeah. Like, I think people's first instinct is to be like, oh, she doesn't drink. She must really hate being around drunk people or think alcohol is like the worst. And I'm just like, actually being around drunk people is pretty fun. (laughs) They're hilarious. Like, I I just have no feelings about it. I'm like, do whatever you want. Do what makes you happy. Like, that's just not what makes me happy. Well, I, I think that's the thing. I think that's the thing that I'm kind of getting at too. It's kind of like, there's a lot of judgment around people who choose not to drink and a lot less judgment around people who choose to drink. And it's kind of like, there just doesn't need to be the judgment period. Amen. Yes. But let's just not judge each other. Let's just not judge each other. Like it's fine. Um, But like back to, back to your crush on Mark. Um, What was Mm -hmm. it about Mark that, you know, gave you the energy to be like, this is the one I'm going to pursue. Like of all the crushes, this is the one. Mm. So part of it was that he was a couple years older than me. And so I just, there was like a bit more maturity about him than the other people that I had been interested in. Um, and he just didn't seem like a lot of the other people I was meeting. He wasn't so like I don't know what the word is. Um, he's also just like a bit nerdy, which I really loved. Mm-hmm. Like he um, is a nationally ranked Scrabble player. Oh, okay. And he like goes to tournaments and like practices weekly with like all these people that are like our parents' age or an older. Um, <laughs> and he was just kind of like unapologetic about his like really passionate hobby. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'm really unapologetic about my hobby too, which is anything surrounding performance really. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I just like saw that passion matchup thing. I, off- I feel like I often find people like physically attractive, but um, I'm like, what are you passionate about? And they're like, sports. And I'm like, I just don't resonate with that. Um, Like certain sports are great. I just like my number one thing in life is just not sports. It's just, if I'm being very honest, it's just not sports. 
Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think it was just that he was like, and he was, uh, I don't know, we would talk about music and he, he was like a Fulbright scholar and he was telling me about how he like taught the kids songs on his guitar. I don't know, he was just like endearing and sweet and smart and like kind and like super non-judgmental because there would be times where like we would be playing HQ trivia and someone would be so adamant that like I know this is the right answer and he's like I know that it's the wrong answer and they would pick it and he'd be like he wouldn't be like ha ha like I knew it he'd be like it's okay it's like common misconception I totally get it he was just like humble he was a good guy Wow. I don't have anything bad to say about this person. I just, it's, it says a lot that like truly hearing you describe him, all I can think to myself is like, wow, that is rare. <laughs> <laughs> like it's taking me so long to process because I, that's all <laughs> I can think in my brain is like, wow, that is refreshing. <laughs> And right, like, I don't know. I don't think he's everyone's physical type. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I thought he was pretty cute. He's not like Raphael Solano on Jane the Virgin, but like, he was cute to me. I think that's all that matters. Um, is there anything about your crush on Mark that like, that crush taught you the most? I think it really taught me the power of actually acting on your your thoughts and, and hopes. Because <laughs> <laughs> there had been so, and I don't know, it definitely, like, workplace relationships are so tricky. And at that workplace, it was very much, like, there, there was a couple that had been dating, like, the whole for like five years and they got married yes. so like it was very much established that it was like kind of okay to date your coworkers. um I think some people kind of took that to a place that it didn't need to go and so then right around that time it was like me too was starting and like people were being a little bit more careful and more precautions were being put into place like if you're going to start dating a coworker, you need to disclose it to HR and it was like really yeah and like I'm great at this point in time. I'm like really grateful that they took those steps and that is in place. But at the time it just, it was like cramping my style a little bit. Cause I really wanted to ask this person out, but I was like, I don't want to get in trouble with HR. Yeah. I mean, I think I'd love for us to like actually unpack the like dating a coworker thing um, a little bit more. I think what's interesting is that like, I don't know the stat and I might look it up. I might like just please Google it really fast, but insert, insert statistic here. <laughs> Did you know that 90% of stats are made up on the phone? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, but I, you know, I think in this world of like online dating where you've got hinge, bumble, tinder, grinder, feel coffee meets bagel. Oh don't even get me started about coffee meets bagel. I have some, I have some strong thoughts on that. Uh -uh. But like, 
in this world where we have unlimited choice into who we date in theory, I feel like that's actually caused like the notion of dating a coworker to coworker to feel less and less appealing when hmm. there let me let me google this actually because because of that fear like what if something goes wrong like what if like everybody finds out what if i have to talk to hr and all of that kind of stuff which like absolutely very very valid concerns but then i also think about it in the sense of like i feel my most confident at work i like am my best person when i am at work and so like mm. I don't feel that way always in a bar. I don't feel that way. Um, on stage, I feel pretty good about it. But like, it's unlikely for, and I don't feel good on dating apps. Like this is well documented. There's multiple podcast episodes where I say this. Um, <laughs> so like the thought of like dating someone that like is at least at the same company that I work at is very appealing to me because it's an environment where I feel like very safe and very much so myself for for the most part right um and so it's interesting to me that like for a lot of people that is a like big big fear and i do think the older i get the more i'm like why wouldn't you date a coworker? they're vetted already by your employer yeah i mean i feel like we can't really have this conversation without talking about the obvious thing which is like power dynamics yeah. And in this particular instance, we were at the same level. So there was no like, he's a manager and I'm a superior. Uh, what's the word? Direct report is one that I go Right. With. Or like, he's not, he's not my manager and he's not a manager um, or vice versa. And so I think where things were getting a little shysty is when there's a power dynamic at play and people are being taken advantage of. And that's a serious problem absolutely absolutely a serious problem but it does kind of make like outside of your bed like work is one of <laughs> the places you spend a majority of your time so it just makes sense that those are the people you're meeting and interacting with every day that you would form relationships and potentially form romantic relationships I just it just makes sense and I'm I know from like family friends and like peers that a lot of people have just met at work. Like that's just a place where sometimes people meet and get married. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think it's tricky when that felt like something that was suddenly like frowned upon. Cause it's like, well, okay. Then I have from like 5.30 PM to like maybe 9 30 or 10 30 p.m five days a week and then like weekends to try and meet people and i don't know i have other things going on in my life uh, work is just like the easiest default option sometimes i think it's i also think it's one of those things where it's like obviously like be careful about like who you're choosing to date at work and how you choose to date at work, right? But like, yes, I kind of also feel there's this world where like, if you're able to actually be an adult about your relationship and like with that person and how you feel, like, and what's going on and communicate effectively that like, 
there are fewer things to be concerned about. And also, like, we don't work it, like, generally speaking, people don't work at the same company for, like, 50 years anymore, right? So, like, the likelihood of you continuing to be coworkers is, like, pretty low. Right. And I also, I think there's a difference, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think there's a difference between wanting to just, like, hook up with a coworker at the holiday party versus, like, oh, this is, like, a real person that I would want to, like, actually date and get to know better on a more personal level. Right. And I think, I mean, I'm probably going to get hate <laughs> for this, but I personally avoided the entire, like, hookup culture at work. There was this intense hookup culture at, at that office. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it got a little dicey. It, it went south. Um, so I'm glad I didn't necessarily participate in that, but yeah, I don't know. As like a dating option, why not? I, I, my company now allows it openly. They're just like, be smart about it. Yeah. Ours is like, you can date someone. You don't really have to report it to HR unless you're like in their reporting chain. That makes sense. I think that my thing about, I did look up like how many like office romances start in work places. And my theory is correct. So um, as of 2016, according to Business Insider, 42% of people said they had a relationship with a coworker. This is 2016. As of 2019, that number has dropped to 33%. So still happening. Do with that. Do with that what you will. Yes. I look, I just, I'm, you heard it here first. It was me who said dating apps are the reason why this trend is declining. I think that aligns with the explosion of dating apps in general from a timeline. I think, I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I have three questions left for you. I'm ready. How have you been dating during the pandemic? (laughs) I haven't been. (laughs) I haven't been on a date since 1962. (laughs) It's a very common answer. (laughs) Uh, I, during the summer when it was warm out and I could meet people in Prospect Park, I was capital D dating. Um, there was a week I think I went on four dates in one week with different people and I was just like that is not where we need to be I'm glad I, we tried that and that was not it for us yeah um, <laughs> it was a nice little confidence boost to know like oh wow like four people want to meet me like that's nice yeah absolutely but yeah um, none of that was particularly fruitful for various reasons uh, part of it was that I I am the kind of COVID anxious person that did not want to take a mask off in front of a stranger in public at a park where there's thousands of people. <coughs> Excuse me. So um, when you're meeting someone in person for the first time and they can't see most of your face, that's both like a social challenge and like a mental challenge like 
I think you're spending half the time wondering what they actually look like. Yeah. And then also for me, unfortunately, <laughs> I was around certain people who would keep their mask on in the beginning and then eventually take it off. So I kind of built up what their face might look like in the beginning and then they would take it off and they look different than I was expecting. And um, for this pod podcast, pod mask, um, they called that um, mask fishing. Okay, I know someone who was actually catfished, so I take the term uh, pretty seriously, but I understand. <laughs> in an episode with Neve Shulman um, for their podcast. So, like, nice, 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 nice. You've blessed it as a term. Okay. Well, then we'll use it. Thank you, Neve. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's just like awkward trying, like I'm such a facial expression. I'm an expressive person. So only having like my eyebrows and my like eyes to express things when I'm like giggling or making an awkward like with my mouth or like, or like biting my literal tongue because I'm embarrassed or I don't know, whatever. It's just like, there's so much less that's communicated than in a normal time. Um, and you're just like limited of where you can go and what you can do. And I just, it wasn't for me. And then I kind of hit a point where I was reevaluating some things. And I am in a point now where, I mean, it's convenient that there's a pandemic, so it's easier to not think about dating, but I'm much more focused on other areas of my life right now. And it, it's maybe the first time in my life where I'm happily single which is when everyone in my life would be like they're gonna come when you least expect it and I'm like yeah are they gonna like knock on my door because <laughs> I'm not going anywhere I I hate when people say that stuff also <laughs> it's the worst piece of advice I've ever gotten <laughs> repeatedly it's such a bad piece of advice um um how do you think the like re-entry back to normalization like is going to affect how you date in reality i don't think dating apps are a good place for me personally um i can fully acknowledge that i I'm pretty judgy about like the way a person looks or if they use improper grammar or um, I don't know if it says that they're shorter than me. <laughs> and I think those are things I never thought about before dating apps. Like, and I realized that because I thought about like the kid that I brought to senior prom, he was my height and I had the biggest crush on him in the world. I wasn't like, oh, he's short, bummer. Yeah. That, that didn't become a thing I was even aware of until dating apps listed height. Mm -hmm. um, and then I found myself being so shallow about it. And I'm like, if this is the perfect person for me, it, is their height really going to be a problem? Yeah. No. Um, and like, I think most, the general trend is you most people want to date someone their height or taller. Um, so it's not unreasonable for that to be something that they measure on, on apps. But in general, all I'm saying is I know that I'm that judgmental. So I can only assume other people are being that judgmental about me. 
Mm. Um, which I just don't think is like a great place to start from. Like it's not a great foundation to actually create a meaningful relationship. So I think my focus will be on putting myself out there more in the physical world and, you know, putting myself in like kind of awkward situations where I'm like in a room of strangers and I don't know anyone and being brave enough to talk to strangers. I think it's so scary. And I've maybe only done that a handful of times in my life um, outside of like being forced to do that kind of thing with like youth group stuff and like forced by your parents. But (laughs) um, I think it's a really good skill to be able to just strike up a conversation with anyone. So I don't know. I just kind of want to try and take a more old school approach. I'm sure a lot of people have said that, but I'm hoping that this time has helped us realize that like old school was like pretty good in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think people that I tend to talk to tend to feel the same way. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I don't know. Um, I, I, I actually feel like for me, coming out of this time, like, I intend to be a lot pickier about who I actually go on dates with, not from, like, a, like, physical traits standpoint, but from a values standpoint. Like, I'm also pretty COVID anxious. Um, Joke was on me when, like, my family got COVID, but when I went home for the holidays, um and everybody was safe and everything but like here in new york like i'm very covid anxious like same leave my house like if i interact with someone socially it is like i've planned two weeks of no interaction with anybody else to allow for like you know it's a whole system that i've created (laughs) to like not um put myself at risk and not put others at risk by participating in the world um to the same degree and like I've just kind of noticed that like there are a lot of people that don't share that value with me and if Mm -hmm. they share that value with me then like maybe I shouldn't be dating them no like no matter how much I like them right yeah I think something, we didn't really go into this at all, but um, something that I think I was pretty bashful about in the past that I am realizing is really key to my identity is that like, I am a very proud Jewish person and Judaism is a part of my daily life. Mm -hmm. And I think because that's just not really the norm with like, I don't think our generation is particularly religious in general. And then if you like, use a magnifying glass to the Jewish community, like most Jewish millennials aren't really attached to their, their Jewish identity in a religious way. I would say it's mostly a cultural way. Um, I don't want to feel judged for like wanting to celebrate Sukkot with my cousins or like wearing my Jewish star necklace or, you know, like that's, those are fundamental parts of my life. And I don't need that person to necessarily be on the same plane as me, but I need them to be able to respect 
that that's what I want to do and not make me feel weird or awkward for wanting to do that. And you shouldn't. I think like it's, I think it's very like, as I get older, it is increasingly important to me, not that the person like does everything that I do the same way because like that's never going to happen. But it's increasingly important to me that like there is an honor and a respect for like what I do in my life. Uh, like, and having, it's about having like values and standards. It's about values and standards. Absolutely. Um, and I think there are a lot like we could, I could talk about like black and dating and relationships all day. We get it. We're we're yes. on the same page. We understand yes. the importance of like <laughs> values and respect. I'm like, I'd rather you treat me like a human being. <laughs> like that's it. End of sentence. Like, thank you. <laughs> I'd rather you treat me like a human being. Okay, cool. Um, I'm actually really excited because I I don't ask this question to everybody, but I feel like you have great stories. So, um, oh, <laughs> embarrassing, funniest, or weirdest thing you've done to get a crush to notice you. Okay, so seventh grade, I uh, I had a crush on the same boy that every girl that I was friends with had a crush on. Naturally, he had like that swoopy Justin Bieber type hair yes. um and he wore like a like a puka shell necklace and he had beautiful blue eyes what is with the blue eyes who started that barbie is it barbie and ken they're just pretty i think it's because they're rare like they're recessive gene rare but green eyes are more True. rare eyes, so whatever should have been green <laughs> um but yeah so this kid uh just had all the girls going wild and I was determined to have what is it with me and my birthday parties <laughs> determined to have him at my at my birthday party uh and I knew he wouldn't come if like I just invited him because it was like mostly girls and at that stage like girls and boys I feel like generally were hanging out pretty separately at least at my middle school um so I invited every single one of his friends to my birthday party so that he would come. You have no logical move outside of that. <laughs> and there's a picture. I, I hope I can find it. Uh, but there's a picture of like the whole group in the kitchen. And it is very clearly like girls that I'm friends with. And then this one boy and all of his friends. <laughs> and it was like my we had a trampoline in our backyard <laughs> yes. so it was like a trampoline birthday and silly things were just happening on the trampoline it didn't work i mean he came but nothing came from that <laughs> i think i ended up inviting him to my bat mitzvah too and all of those people that i wasn't really friends with that were his friends <laughs> I do really um, enjoy how, like, in middle school, if you like someone, you instantly now have to be friends with their, like, four <laughs> friends. Like, there's, <laughs> there's, like, no logical sense of, like, oh, this is a person who's independent and operates as a unit. It's like, okay, if you date Bobby, then I can date Joey and Carol <laughs> and Andy. 
<laughs> like everyone has to have somebody. It's very funny. Yeah, we were all in choir together, and I think we maybe had like science. Some of us had science together, so it wasn't like totally out of the blue. <laughs> but it it would. I think everyone pretty much saw what, what I was doing. You know, maybe, maybe, but that's okay. Cheers, cheers to being bold. Invite uh, them to your birthday. Brene Brown says, uh, what is it? It's like love, live boldly, love fiercely or something like that. Yeah. That shit. I love Brene Brown. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I'm so glad you brought her into this conversation. Is it ever a good conversation without Brene? She's just... I'm going to say no. <laughs> like they say, uh, um, a party without cake is just a meeting. A conversation without Brene is just... Uh, meaningless. <laughs> ah, yes, that age-old saying. <laughs> I've got one last question and then it's speed round time. Are you ready? Whoop, whoop. If there's one thing about crushes or dating that you're trying to learn or unlearn, what would that one thing be? Hmm. What am I trying to learn? Or unlearn? I mean, I think it's almost the same answer as before that I, I tend to live in this fantasy space. Like, okay, when you saw, I assume you saw the film To All the Boys I Loved Before? Yes. <clears throat> um, that was very much me of like, I didn't actually write love letters to people and then not send them, but that's what it felt like. Mm -hmm. it, was all, it was all up in the noggin and it was never put out actually physically into the universe for anyone else to hear or see. And I think this goes for everything with me, like dating and otherwise, that I need to stop like keeping my like wants, needs, desires, thoughts, hopes, dreams to myself and just like put them out into the universe. I think I, I hold things like a little too precious and they just like don't need to be. It's mm. so, like act on that impulse. Like, I don't know. I think my gut's pretty... I. Learn to trust my gut, I think, is the takeaway. Mm. That's actually really interesting. And honestly, to bring us full circle, you asked me about, like, my first work crush. And, like, yeah. I talked to my therapist about it and about a ton of other things, but, like, this crush in particular amongst it. And, you know, her I kind of explained to her, like, oh, yeah, like, things just kind of happen to me. And no, they don't. It's, that is that is exactly the challenge that she had for me. She was like, did this happen to you? Or did you, did you like actually create the future that you wanted? And it sounds like that's kind of the thing that you're trying to learn and unlearn at the same time is we can like create, create these futures for ourselves. It is exactly, don't get me wrong. I love a Disney movie. But it is that concept of like waiting for your prince to come. Like, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but he like might not be coming. You might have to go. <laughs> it, 
yeah. it's uh, very much don't sit around and wait and just like do it. Yeah. I love that. That's great advice. Um, okay. It's speed round time. Speed round, speed rounds, speed round, speed round, speed round, speed round, speed round, speed round. <laughs> Maybe I'll just this like. This is the speed round. Oh my goodness. Um, definitely using that forever. Thanks. Thanks for that. Please, <laughs> please do. That was, that was the intention. <laughs> All right. Who is your celebrity crush? Oh, I did think about this one beforehand <laughs> because it changes all the time. Um, I would say SNL is driving my celebrity crushes recently. So let's say um, Reggae John Page and Nick Jonas. Ooh, great choices. Um, who? What is your biggest turnoff? Um, if you're just like insulting, like, I mean, that's obvious, but like, if you're disrespectful, that's maybe a, a better one. Mm. Like the guy and the speakeasy. Speakeasy man, do better. Just... That was a big turn off. <laughs> <laughs> What's your dream date or your perfect meet cute? Hmm. This is supposed to be a speed round. I'm not being speedy at all. <laughs> the, the best part is like, I can always cut the dead space out. Um, but True. Leave it in. I guess like ideal dream date would just be like cooking like making pasta from scratch together that is so nice I like that that um, was actually a date I was supposed to have and it never happened because of COVID no this was in college oh wow this might be the first date that like didn't happen because of that didn't not happen. Oh no, this is just it didn't happen because we graduated. That's maybe no, it's not worse. <laughs> it, it's not worse, but it can still be mourned. We can still grieve. Who's that? Who's that? Um, okay. What is one song that makes you feel excited or hopeful about love? Ooh, um uh there's a song called Remind Me, I think is the title by Emily King. Okay. Uh, just listen to it. It's amazing. It's like, you remind me of something. <laughs> something that I used to feel like. Oh, something like what I've been missing. Oh, I'm not doing it justice. It's just like uh, the, the notion is that uh, this feeling reminds you of like another good feeling that you had with someone else. Oh, it's like, oh, it's something I've been missing. I love that so it's much. It's so good. Um. What is one song on your breakup or love recovery playlist? Well, I don't have one of those. Um, but if I were to make one, <laughs> it would be Manhattan by Sarah Bareilles. She must be the breakup artist of the year because so many people have oh. Sarah Bareilles song. She just, she understands what feelings are on a very deep level. She is a smart lady. I love her. I love her. And she and Emily King are friends, so that's perfect. The ringing endorsement for Emily King. <laughs> what is the nicest thing someone has done for you? This does not have to be like dating related at all, just in general. Oh. 
those nicest things someone has done to you. Honestly, <laughs> this speaks to like how just like simple I truly am at my core. Um, my dad will get me chocolate milk without me asking. Oh, you love chocolate milk. I love, <laughs> I have a really, really deep love for like really good chocolate milk too. Oh, I love that. That's and it's like a surprise every time. <laughs> that is so sweet. It's just like such a simple little pleasant. And it's like become our thing. Yeah, surprise me with chocolate milk and I'll love you forever. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's a perfect segue to the next question, which is when do you think you'll know you found the one? Um, obviously, when they bring you chocolate when milk. You, when they bring me chocolate milk. <laughs> Just unprompted, kidding. unprompted chocolate milk. Just kidding. Um, hmm, how will I know? Um... Honestly, that's a really good, yeah, when they will unironically dance with me. That's a really good one. Um, I don't know. I think it'll just, like, feel right. Something about it. It won't feel, like, hard. Mm. And it won't feel like I'm, like, trying to make it work. It will just work. Mm. I love that. Well. What's your answer? What's my answer? <laughs> yeah. I think someone else um, who's schedule-wise, like, episode comes out, like, really close to this, um, says kind of what my answer is, which is that I, I don't necessarily know if there is the one, but there is someone. And I think I will know that I found a someone when, like... I think there are a lot of people who ask a lot of things for me, from me. Mm -hmm. And a someone for me is someone who knows that whatever they ask of me, I will do for them, but does the same for me, even when I don't ask. Hell yeah. That doesn't mean like anticipates my every need. I don't. I tend to be like pretty self-sufficient. Um, I can take care of myself. I'm pretty independent. Um, but like someone for me is someone who considers me and like can understand that we're working together. Like, and we don't have jobs, but we are, we are a partnership. And that is like, yes, someone for me. I think that totally honestly <laughs> plays into the chocolate milk thing. <laughs> Cause I fully like, it is fully like a, oh, if I'm at the store and I see they have the good chocolate milk, I'm bringing it home for my dad and be like, guess what I got you that you didn't even know you wanted or needed. And he'll do the same for me. I know it's like my dad, but that's still love. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a beautiful example to set. Um, with that, Emma, we've come to the end. No. <laughs> This has been so fun. I truly, honestly, I've enjoyed just like chatting with you because I haven't, I haven't seen you since the summer. So I'm like, I know. Hello, friends. I missed you. No, it feels so good. I don't feel, I feel like I exited reality for a little bit, which is so nice. I did as well. It, it was a trip. 
I don't want to say goodbye, but we have to. <laughs> no, it's okay. There's endless crushes. We can always do part two someday. I would love that. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I'll talk Mwah. to you. Bye. crush.